So is, is it is it right that is it correct that you have spent hundred dollars on uh, Pokemon Go? No, no, oh. it's not. Are, are you sure? I don't even have it. I haven't even looked at it in a while now. <laughs> but like, in in its lifespan, you oh, have not, you have not spent hundred dollars on it. We don't specify lifespans. Okay. <laughs> I'm recording so we can go whenever you feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to Two Nerds, maybe more, with your host, Michael Strasinski and Martin Nasset. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Two Nerds, maybe more. We are back once again. It is. April 25th, 2020. I always forget whether or not I should save or say the time and date and all that nonsense, but I'm rambling already. I'm Michael, and of course, with me as always is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Michael. And uh, since we are a, a gaming podcast, I think that one of the topics we should talk about is the, uh, the you know, the all the political issues that can, you know, inside a gaming company it's not just out in the real world gaming companies are also affected by this so i think we should straight skip everything else straight deep dive into the politics of a gaming company um you know we could do that but i would like to remind you that this is not the place for that because this is not a political podcast in fact we are a podcast about video games and occasionally a little bit more than that okay well if you insist. <laughs> but you're not the only one that I have to keep reminding you because we got an email by somebody who seems to be a little bit confused about what the show is all about. I, I think I, I don't I think he, he nailed it. He's he's not confused. This guy knows what he wants. <laughs> the email is once again from Jinden, who sent in an email before, and he said, Hey guys, I wanted to send you another email as I really enjoyed the last show. I think your steampunk Western RPG sounds awesome. So do we. And I think (laughs) you both should narrate it like they do in the game Bastion. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I also really enjoyed your deep dive in the political situation in Spain. And I look forward to seeing what political topic you cover next. Keep up the awesome work. Uh, First of all, thank you for the email, Jinden. But I think you should stop listening to the podcast with the news on in the background. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know I, 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 I really like that deep dive I like um, it we did a good s- job <laughs> yeah we did a good job on the RPG alright <laughs> uh, by the way he mentioned Bastion have you ever played Bastion actually no I haven't uh, I have to check it out now um, yeah it's a pretty decent game I played it and the, the voiceover is amazing so okay. it's very cool that he mentioned that um very cool. And also, I just realized that as I'm looking at Squadcast, your name is YOLO on there. <laughs> so, uh, that is just a little behind the scenes for everybody listening. But what do you say we 
pop out. Have you been watching well, well, anything well, this week? Hey, hey, I just oh, wanted to oh. quick, yeah, no, I just quickly wanted to say that I really, really enjoyed doing this episode as well with with the, with the RPG and you know creating mm. our own game. And I think it's def- definitely something we will at some point do again later on. It, it's it's not just a one uh, thing. Maybe just with, you know with another game shang or whatever. But uh, it's definitely something we want to do again. But uh, it will probably it, be a little while. It, it shouldn't be too often, but we'll, we'll yeah, come back. It was to it, right? um, it was great for just kind of an off the cuff deal. We didn't really write all this stuff out or do too much research or pre planning. It was just kind of off the head, as if like mm. two game developers just got together, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we got to be able to do this type deal? <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, no, uh, it was really fun, and and I can't believe how how fast the time went when we did that episode. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh, it's already at the one hour mark. We should probably stop here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good fun. All right. So on that note, what you been watching? All right, as usual, gaming podcast. Let's start off with what we've been watching uh, this yeah. week. I've actually brought something to the table. So, <laughs> <laughs> me too, because one of the one of the shows that I've been watching that that I haven't that I didn't want to mention yet because I wasn't fi- what uh, wasn't finished with it was Star Trek Picard, um, which is a. Uh, it's it's set in the Star Trek universe. Just mm-hmm. if you are in doubt, if you were confused about the title, <laughs> uh, it is set in the Star Trek universe. Apparently, uh, there is some other storylines in in Star Trek uh, in some of the the older movies and series that this picks off from, uh, and and continues that. And I have never seen those. I'm not a Trekkie. Mm. I I know of Star Trek. I've seen you know here and there when I've been growing up. You know. Uh, random episodes uh, on on television stuff like that. I've never seen it, you know, in 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 order and and, and things like that. So yeah. I've seen the, the newer movies and I really liked what they did. That they co- sort of created their own parallel universe uh, to, I, I guess, not upset uh, too many of the already existing fan base, and so they could do what they wanted. But um, so so yeah, uh, but this one is set in in the same original StarCraft uh, StarCraft Star Trek universe, uh, and and follow Picard uh, of, of a great deal of years later, and uh, I have to I have to admit I was really taken by it. It's really entertaining, and uh, it's also, uh, I mean, there's like blood and stuff like that in it. it it's like it's not for the for the small not for kids um it, it's but it's a really cool show i've really enjoyed this first um this first season i don't know if there will be more because they don't really have to if they don't want to make more seasons but no it was really good really enjoyed it i don't know how a tricky will will um will look at it and feel about it but i was really entertained and really really enjoyed it that's cool. It's one of those shows that it spoke to me too. I haven't watched it because I think it's uh, what's the streaming service that it's through? It's through one oh, of them, right? Um, I don't know where it is over, over uh, on your side. Okay, because I think it was like HBO or something. Maybe not HBO, but it was through CBS. Maybe? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. But I was just I have too many streaming services as it is that I didn't want to delve into another one. So I, especially for just one show. Um, but it is one that looked interesting. Like you, I'm not a huge uh, Trekkie, but I have dabbled here and there. Uh, I think I've seen more of the original Star Trek series than I have of Next Generation, which is where Picard kind of stems from. Uh, 
So, fun small fact is that I actually seen a lot of the next generation stuff on German because (laughs) where I grew up, we had. uh, I mean, I'm Danish, but I'm from down the south, and we had we watched uh, so we watched German television growing up. So I I I can understand German because of that, and so yeah, I've actually been watching uh, because they 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 uh, dub everything. Mm -hmm. Germans dub everything, so I've actually seen a lot of these episodes in German. Nice. (laughs) Um, Have you seen? So I put this show into WhatsApp to see if you would kind of check it out. I mm-hmm. just started watching it last night. I watched like the first, uh, I think it's the first two episodes, but it's a show called Bruise Brothers on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's a sitcom about two brothers that are starting, like one of them owns the bar already and the other one comes in and they're complete different personalities in the sense of like one's very scientific in his approach to beer making and he's very think of him almost like a sheldon from the big bang theory type character where he's very blunt and doesn't understand when he's uh not coming across a certain way or he just lacks social interaction skills Mm-hmm. And his brother is the complete opposite where he's more of like a people person. He believes in like brewing beer by like smelling the hops, like in a commercial that you might see for like freshness. And it's just their dynamic. And they have a few and, and support I, I love, characters. I love the brewing scene where he's brewing and he's basically just taking like a handful of hops or whatever and just throwing it. at. <laughs> he's at like shooting it what, like a basketball. What, what, whatever hits, that's the amount that goes in. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like an off-the-cuff, like, I'm just going to have fun with it type deal. Um, it's a fun little show. I started. I watched like the first two episodes, like I said, um, mm. and it, it surprised me because I didn't know what to expect going in. I was like, I need to watch something for the show. Uh, let me see what's going on here. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, so far, I've seen two episodes as well. You said you had seen two episodes. Uh, yeah. I, I saw the two first episodes as well. And I have to say that I didn't really know to what to expect either. Uh, fun fact, again, is that I I have been, I recently have... Um, uh, I'm, I'm working at an uh, advertising agency, so, and we actually have a beer customer. So over the past two, three years or something, we have had so much, you know, beer experience, but drinking mm-hmm. it, get going out there and, and experience, you know, a brewery in, in real life and stuff like that. So it was just fun to 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 also now see this this series where they're talking so much about mm-hmm. it and, and just see, all right, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. That's how it is. Yeah, that's the right ingredients and stuff like that. So, no, it's good fun. I have to say that I feel like the first episode has a little bit of the, the pilot uh, thing to it you can you can feel yeah. that it's a pilot they don't really know their characters yet and you know the editing is not 100 on point so that some of some of the time you know the the punchline lands and then nothing really happens stuff like that small things um but it's still fun i still really enjoyed it and especially when you didn't get into the second episode you, you can definitely see that everything you know they started figuring things up uh, out and things like that so no i'm yeah. looking forward to watch more of it it's really good fun yep it's a good time um Another show that I jumped into, I only watched the first episode, but I will say that this first episode does not feel like a pilot at all. Um, I did start watching The Frankenstein Chronicles on Netflix, which, if you don't know, it has Sean Bean in it. And it's... I'm trying to figure out... I don't know what I expected the show to be, but what it is, is great. It's it's like a, it's a, a mystery... Uh, detective type show and I'm pretty sure it's going to evolve into a little bit more Um, I'm trying to figure out 
if you look at Frankenstein, you understand like the concept of Frankenstein, like rather Frankenstein's monster, where like what is it? It's like stitched together by like different body parts and things like mm-hmm. that um, to create an entity that's trying to bring be brought to life. And this show is kind of going along those lines of dismemberment and reassembly and what would the world around you think if they saw your creations and things like that so it follows like sean bean is the main detective and he's trying to figure out like what is going on here who would do something like this and it's Mm. it's pretty interesting i've i've really enjoyed the first episode and i can't wait to watch more if you're interested in things like that it definitely has a mix of a uh detective show but also with horror elements so i'm really enjoying it cool yeah it's one of those shows i have it on my to watch list but i just haven't gotten around to it yet so yep other than that uh let's move on to some gaming stuff some gaming things um let's start with the one that as usual uh for the last three weeks i think or at least least the last three episodes we've talked about a game that we've been playing together which is borderlands 3 Yes, Borderlands three jumped in again, continued um, the main storyline, and you know I'm 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 really just in, starting to enjoy those those weekly gaming sessions that we're able to have because of uh, the world situation at the moment. So yeah, yeah it's really good fun. It, it's good to to just play something co-op with, with someone for a change. <laughs> uh yeah. So with you being over in Europe and I'm over here in uh, North America. It is always a challenge trying to figure out, okay, when can we do stuff together? And it's usually regulated to the weekend, which is why we record the podcast, blah, 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 which yeah. is why we record the podcast on the weekend, because normally I would be working and I work like seven in the morning until the late evening. So hmm. these times are not always available, but given the circumstances around the world, we are able to make it happen. And we're both a little bit more flexible in our schedules and we're looking for things to do. So Borderlands three has been a fun escape from all of that. Yeah. I think we're both starting to learn it a little bit more as well. So Hmm. we're experimenting with like different weapons and not necessarily just looking at numbers on the weapons and things like that. I look at numbers. I look at numbers. I look at numbers as well, but I also (laughs) started just kind of shooting them and seeing how I feel with them. And just mm. kind of choosing what I enjoy because there's too many, and I've still had the same weapon since like level twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, nope, I want to switch. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that is definitely uh, something that is interesting and also a little bit annoying. Is you find that weapon that just handles amazing, and you really love the playstyle of it, and then you know two levels later, you're like, oh, I should probably start doing that with damage anymore, and you know, so. I wish there was a way to just upgrade if you found a good one, just mm-hmm. upgrade it sort of like in Destiny or whatever. Um, but I mean, I'm still still very much enjoying it. I mean, yeah. the storyline and the characters, and it's just so stupidly fun. Yes. But, yeah, st- stupid and stupidly fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, in a non-stupid realm, um, I'm interested in what your opinion is because you you mentioned this game last week, I believe it was, and I was interested in it. I did not buy it because I'm still busy playing other things. But mm. um, what can you tell me about the new XCOM? XCOM Chimera Squad. I can tell you that I bought it on Friday and I played seven hours on Friday. Oh. So I, what, what is that? What does that tell you? <laughs> that depends. Did you beat the game or no? I haven't beat it. No, no, no. Okay, that that's just... a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm really. 
I mean, I would like to give it a high um, rating, but I cannot go too high because mm-hmm. there's one very important thing missing from this game. And in that is that in all the other XCOM games, I've been able to uh, be able to name my soldiers myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I made my own team with friends so I could get them killed. Or maybe, I, <laughs> you know, maybe I got attached to those. Maybe I'm attached to those people. So I try to keep them alive as long as possible. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And you cannot do that in this game. Oh. So that's a huge. I mean, it's, yeah, at least three points subtracted just because of that uh but besides wow. that <laughs> yeah that's you went very from important. a 10 to a 7 because you couldn't <laughs> name your character wow that's that's just how it is that's XCOM for me <laughs> and i'm not the only one i know that uh, what's his face the the angry joe angry mm-hmm. joe said the same thing uh, he he couldn't give it top uh, top rating because he couldn't name his soldiers uh, himself. So uh, I mean, I'm not the only one in the world. I know that there is at least <laughs> one other out there who who feels the same way as me. Um, but no, this is it's really really cool. It's 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 the same that every other XCOM game, and then they added new stuff to it. That's cool. One of the new things that I think is really cool is that. You have um, you start out with breach mode, so you need to breach a building or room mm-hmm. or whatever. So you can decide. All right, we have the main gate. Who should go in t- through the main gate? Who breaches through the main gate? Or you could have like a window, back alley window, you, you, where you could send a few people in. That can be like a vent or whatever. So specific characters, like one of them is an alien, like snake, those snake-like aliens from the XCOM mm-hmm. universe. So uh, she can go through the vents. Um, you can later on also craft gear that can get make, make normal soldiers go through the vent as well, stuff like that. All right, so you breach, you decide who breaches where. Um, the breaching phase will give your character some uh, uh, some buffs during the breach round. It can also give some them some negatives, uh, some debuffs. Um, depending on if they go through the front gate, yeah, sure, they will probably surprise everyone, but uh, there's also a large chance to take damage, for instance, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So so you have to plan your, your breach entry. So your breach, that's the breach round, where you then decide who do you want to shoot at first. So it's all your soldiers. Uh, you go through all four of them, and then you shoot at whatever targets you do, and then normal quotation mark okay. uh, XCOM starts <laughs> where, where you then have a turn-based. But what's different here is that normally it would be one your team, then their team, your team, then their team. Mm-hmm. This time around, uh, it's actually one of your soldiers, one of their soldiers, one of your soldiers, one of their soldiers, and so on and so forth. Okay. But you also have abilities that can influence um, that timeline, so you can move your soldiers up in the timeline. Uh, obviously, you can also try to kill, you know, that soldier that is next on the timeline, so you get basically two, two, uh, what an extra turn basically without them having can do anything, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they have changed how it works a little bit. Now, uh, is that then, based off of like a speed stat or anything like that, or like certain characters no. faster than others? No, there's no speed stat. It's just uh, it's just uh, one after the other. Okay. So basically, your soldiers' uh, turn is, uh, sword order is the order that you breached with. So okay, yeah, um, and then it just alternates between the two teams, mm-hmm. un- unless you obviously kill theirs or modify uh, the the timeline and stuff like that. So, but no, really, really cool. Uh, it's set. 
I don't know how many years, I don't remember, uh, a few years after, you know, the war ended and the humans I think it was won. like five years or so. Yeah, might be. And you're in this city, your squad just arrived, uh, you're like a, speci- a special unit that just arrived, and you are supposed to help the city, and uh, the mayor is being killed, and you killed in a big explosion, and you need to figure out what happened. And so you there's like, uh, so far, three factions um, mm-hmm. that you need to investigate, and you do that over time. So some of the missions are that you're investigating and you go into these things and stuff that's happening. And But you also have, you know, your small side missions that impacts the city. So the city has different zones, and, uh, you know, these zones can be uh, un- unrest, I think it's called. So mm-hmm. they they slowly increase in unrest when things happen and stuff like that. So you also need to make sure that though, that the unrest doesn't get too high in different zones and because then everything will become anarchy and you have an mm-hmm. anarchy level. And so that's also, you know, a macro game where you need to make sure that all that you all have all that in control. Then obviously there's the mini game of, you know, training your soldiers uh, if they get injured uh, they can get scarred, so you need to make sure that that you know that you heal that in between round, uh, uh, um, ca- uh, yeah, rounds as well and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it basically has everything that you're used to from XCOM, and then a little bit more, a little bit new. Uh, the only thing that is different here is that you could lose an encounter mm-hmm. uh, in the old XCOM games. So and you could send the soldiers out. You can lose it, and maybe you would lose some soldiers in the process and stuff like that. You can in this game. Um, if you lose an encounter, then you just start over because your you soldiers can't die because they're actually telling a story, overall story where the soldiers is also part of it. So your soldiers can you can't get them killed, I think, mm. um, because then then you basically lose. So so if you get someone killed in a round, then they will just be healed up. Well, not killed. If because you can you can still save them you know you can stop the bleeding mm-hmm. uh, and then they're ready for the next round so so there is they have changed a little bit um, but overall really really enjoying it uh, I investigated one out of the three factions in those seven hours so I guess each each fa- faction is probably you know seven hours as well per faction so it seems like I at least have fourteen hours still right. to go and I bet that there is like something that is controlling these factions that we also need to investigate that's just my spe- uh, expectations that mm-hmm. um, there might be someone behind the scenes so yeah I've been rambling for quite a while now uh, <laughs> but yeah no, I, it's really good fun I can really recommend it this is, this is a quick sort of review thing uh, it's definitely worth the 10 bucks go out get it while it's still discounted I don't know if, if it's still discounted when you hear this it is at, at this point in time and we're recording so I would definitely if you like XCOM I can highly recommend it Awesome. Uh, I did not know that it was discounted, so I see it I said, right now. I said it last week as well, Michael. Do you? I even, only occasionally listen to the things listen that you say. To what I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I I literally just got it right now. <laughs> Good. I, I just purchased it, so no, it's, I it's, have it. It it's it's an XCOM game like the other ones, so it's it's definitely worth worth the ten bucks. So. I apologize if there's background noise. Um, <laughs> here in America, cars have gone crazy because now if it's all empty on the highways, things are going crazy. But anyway, I will... It just, it just makes it authentic, Michael. This is a podcast. <laughs> That's supposed to be sounds. My cat will probably run around screaming in about 10 <laughs> minutes. Uh, 
I finished up, so this will probably be the last time I talk about this game, at least in the sense of it being current. Mm-hmm. But, sorry, it's like really noisy. It's like distracting me. Uh, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. At least, like, I finished the base story. I haven't gone in and done, like, side missions or hard mode or anything like that. I just beat it on normal. And I just have to say that it was it was a pretty epic experience for me, like, from start to end. Um, mm. How they managed to make such a small part of the original game so expansive and intricate and have so much more meaning and depth than the original it it was truly amazing to play through this uh through this game as a fan of the old game and the story beats that they changed they definitely changed a lot of things and i know because the other game that i've been playing this week is actually after I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, I started up the original Final Fantasy VII. Hmm. Um, just so that I could see, like, okay, what what did they change? It's been years since I played the original Final Fantasy VII. So, obviously, I know the main beats, but what small things did they change in here and there? And some of them are, like, within the first five minutes of the original Final Fantasy VII I'm playing, and I'm like, oh, they changed that in the remake! <laughs> like, within the first five minutes of the game... And the end sequence, like the final chapter for Final Fantasy VII Remake. The final fantasy, some might call it. (laughs) Um, It was ridiculous in the most like over-the-top Final Fantasy way in the best way. It Mm. wasn't just like you're sitting there watching a cutscene the whole time and all this crazy stuff. It's like cutscene and then you're in it and you're doing all these crazy battles. And then there's another cutscene that leads into another crazy battle. And it was just like the learning process for those fights was really cool for me. Like it's amazing playing the game all this time and then still trying to figure out and learn in the final fights. Because a lot of times you're not learning at the end of the game. It's more of like, okay, let me apply everything that I already know. Uh, but this one, I'm still learning things as I go, and I'm like, oh, I should have been doing this the whole game, but I <laughs> didn't do it. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake should not be called a remake. It should be called a reimagining, because mm. it changes so many things. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of set itself up where it can hit the main story beats of the original, but it can completely change as much or as little as they want with it. Mm. Um I think that remakes or reimaginings, I think, what was it? You mentioned when you were talking about Picard, like alternate timelines or alternate universes or things like that. While mm. I think it can get a bit messy when games do that or movies or TV shows or things like that, like an alternate universe. And I think that it's okay as long as they try to make it so that it doesn't connect mm. to the original universe. I think that's usually when things get a bit messier, but yeah. I think this it's not official. So this is not me like spoiling anything, but I think that I think that this would be an amazing, just alternate timeline type deal. Mm. And certain things don't happen in this one because of certain decisions that you make. Mm. Uh, And this is definitely one of those games where I feel like they're like all the main characters are there. All the big players are there, but things are progressing in a different way than maybe somebody who was looking at the original would go and, I just I can't wait to see what else comes from this game series, and I wish I had it now. 
I wish I had it now. I don't know if I'm going to jump into like the hard mode because the hard mode completely eliminates your use of web of items. Like you can't use items. Okay. So um, it's just, that's a whole different ball game. And I don't know if I want to take the time to really learn the combat system, like the intricacies of it. Mm. Um, but I might dabble in here and there. For someone who has not really played a Final Fantasy game like ever, I've played the MMO a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for someone who's also has someone who also has pixel phobia, um, is this something that is worth looking into? You think someone who's completely new to the the universe and world and stuff like that? Yes, and here's why: is that first of all, most Final Fantasy games you can play them on their own. And they're standalone. Like mm. even though Final Fantasy, let's say nine and ten, they're both in completely different subs, like different universes. Um, there are theories that connect universes and like how they build on each other. But unless you see like Final Fantasy ten has Final Fantasy ten two, that's a continuation. Final Fantasy thirteen has Final Fantasy thirteen two and three whatever the heck they did over there um but for the most part each main entry is a standalone and i think some people are like oh i never played the original final fantasy 7 can i play this game and still have a good time and the answer is 100 percent yes um while the game does enough to satisfy a fan like myself of the old game like you'll see little things here and you're like i know where that's leading like i know what it does but if i wasn't somebody who played the original i would think of it like "Ooh, what is that like what does that mean and then Mm -hmm. later on it shows you what that means and it might even be it's two completely different experiences that both stand on solid ground for whoever is experiencing it because somebody like me is playing it and i'm like i can't wait to see how they're going to alter the original adventure but somebody who's never played it might be like wow i'm on this amazing adventure and i can't wait to see what lands i'm going to go to who are these people like what's going to happen here what's going to happen there and i think that it's really exciting to see uh just those two worlds collide in Mm. a way that people that have played the original they don't know what's going to happen now that they've set it up a certain way because they've changed so much already Mm. that you're like is this scene even gonna happen like Mm. are they going to do that it's gonna be there but it might be different so i definitely suggest anybody who's interested if you like action rpg games Mm. play it okay play it maybe i will all right well Let's move on. Uh, We've been busy talking about all the things we've been up to all this week. Um, But movies and video games have quite the historic relationship, um, for better or worse. Uh, Generally speaking, movies based off of video games have not been the greatest. Have been a great success. No. uh, No, they haven't. (laughs) All right. They about as much as politics have on this show all right (laughs) so i thought it would be fun to just kind of discuss some of our favorite um video game movies and maybe some of our least favorite and we also have some um opinions from the community which we may or may not agree with yeah i i don't know where to start uh because there's so many good game movies to pick from 
Um, <laughs> so I, I think I will have to start off with something that's really close to my heart. It's the Warcraft movie. Um, if it was a six blockbuster success or not, I'm not really sure if it was <laughs> or wasn't. Uh, I think it was a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it very much all the way through. The I think what I disagreed the most about it in the movie is is the law changes that they made in the movie, uh, and uh, so so I, th- I think that's why I like it. But it's not you know the best movie ever made. Uh, I, so I, I definitely think there was room to for some improvements, and and from what I gather. It seems like there has been some behind-the-scenes stuff going on that we don't really know too much about. Um, but overall, it's an amazing-looking movie, and it has mm-hmm. all. If you play World of Warcraft, it has all the small Easter eggs that you would that you would want in there, uh, and things like that. So, no, really enjoyable. I remember coming out uh, after the movies and be like, "Yeah, this was cool," except for those lore changes. But it was cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I just I, there was just so many uh, places in the movie, sitting in the cinema, where people were like uh, cheering and clapping and stuff like that throughout the mm-hmm. movie because everybody in there was you know World of Warcraft nerds. It, it's one of the most unique and fun and great experiences I've ever had in a in a cinema. I think. Um, I really liked I really liked the Warcraft movie. Like I have the I have the Blu-ray. Uh, Me too. I still watch it occasionally. I really enjoy watching it while playing World of Warcraft too. Mm. And it's it's a weird thing. It's so for those who don't know, it succeeded really well in China, mm. and it had moderate success in the U.S. So I think the problem is is that when companies make movies, it needs to blow expectations out of the water for it to be considered a success. But they didn't mm. go negative, I, I don't think. I think they no, made, no, like... No, they, they made a good amount of money, especially because of the Chinese market. And I'm it, pretty sure that it, it did pretty well in Europe as well. I think it was only you Americans who were who, were, who didn't hey, like it. Hey, I liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. Okay. Now, I know some people are saying it's... Um, it didn't start with the greatest story mm. in the sense of um, out of all the stories in World of Warcraft, like there are some that are better suited for like a movie and to gain to garner widespread audience appeal. But mm. at the same time, this universe exists for fans, but it doesn't exist for people who have never played the game. So if you're looking at it from a movie standpoint, they need to set the stage, right? You need to build things up and start yeah. seeing where everything came from. And you mentioned visually, uh, like seeing them fly to like Karazhan for the first time and just like seeing all that, that I thought that was really cool. Uh, you get just to... just seeing them flying over Westfall, or whatever that, that was like. Yeah. So, or, or no, it was just you, you could see Westfall in the background, and you, you saw the small harvest golems running around. I was just like, oh, this is so amazing! It looks so cool. <laughs> it seemed like it was definitely a movie made for the fans, mm. uh, which unfortunately doesn't always transition into the success that CEOs of companies want to see. No. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and. Another movie that we both put under, like, I would have put it there too, other movies that we enjoyed, was Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I mean, I think I have it on my good side list at the moment, because 
I, the thing is, I don't really remember how I felt right after when I when, when I when I watched it, and I, mm-hmm. I saw that in our Discord where we all asked the question that uh, Tom that actually went and watched it with he had it on his bad side, and I'm pretty sure that we were not super happy with it actually when we came out from the cinema afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I sort of I sort of had like a. a a good feeling about it now and i don't know if it's just because i've i've, I've you know it's been a while now yeah um so i don't know I, th- I think i remember that i didn't really like the ending that well but i think the rest of the movie was actually pretty cool if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've watched this movie but yeah overall i have i have a good feeling about it now so i watched it on a plane which meant that I got to watch it for free, so I didn't have to pay for it. Uh, I think that when you Good pay movie. to go see something in the theater... It was free. I didn't have to pay yes. for it. It was great. Loved it. And it wasn't horrible. So <laughs> I put it under good because I thought it was enjoyable. Now, if I'm going to go back and evaluate it based off of, like, okay, how is it representative of the game series? That, I don't know, because I didn't go in with that type of mindset. It was more mm. of like, oh, hey, Assassin's Creed is here. Let me check yeah. it out. And I was just like, it wasn't that bad. I no. guess that's, I guess that's kind of where video game movies fall into, where yeah. you're like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, so it must know. have been good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also think that I was uh, I was a huge Assassin's Creed fan up until the spoiler alert killed uh, the guy that I don't remember the name of. Uh, you know, the guy <laughs> in the real world, uh, because there, there was like, like a guy that you sometimes play in the real world, and then you, he's the mm-hmm. one that goes in and experiences all these memories, and I really liked that real world storyline and then they killed him off and then after that i didn't really pay too much attention i to hated it. the real world i stuff. love that yeah i know a lot of people say that i hated it i love that that's why i played i wanted to just get, get through all the other stuff so i could get to the real world uh storyline so they killed him off and i haven't really been as big of a fan of the series since so <laughs> but no I, i'm no I was I was I was I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan when we come down to it. So I, w- I was actually hoping this movie would be amazing. Uh, I don't think it was amazing, but I think you're right. It was all right. It was decent. Enjoyed it. Um, it was good. All right, let's jump into one that's a bit of a. I think it's on everyone's don't like list. Okay. And that would be Doom. Yes. With with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> How could you go wrong with shooting demons and you got the rock and come on, like what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really. The, the way that I based my list was, I remember this movie and I remember I had a have a fond memory of it. The other list is I ha- I don't remember watching this movie at all. I know that I've seen it, but I don't remember what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Doom is one of those movies. I remember the end scene where, where all of a sudden, you know, it goes into first-person view and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is like the, the game. And that's, that's, that's my only memory of this game is the, the end scene <laughs> where that happens. So I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't think this was a good movie. I don't think it. I don't remember it. <laughs> so the problem with it was that, at least for me, it was that Doom, the game, is known for its gore and its weapons and things like that. And the problem was, was that you didn't get to see a lot of that in the movie. No, it was very undoom like, and you didn't get to see or hear like a thundering soundtrack in the background of like metal and things Mm. like that. Like it just didn't have a very doom vibe. It had like a third rate aliens, uh, feel to it. And I'm just like, it doesn't feel like doom. not that great of a movie it didn't really stand out all that well so uh, that's why it's on my negative yeah yeah 
And now, I think I think we will disagree on the next one. But I have yes. to say that it's it's again it's the thing that I don't remember. I know that I've seen them. I don't really remember them. That's why it's on this side, uh, because I'm pretty sure that that if I remember correctly, Tom has this on his good list as well as Tomb Raider, the old ones, not the new one, the old ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on my it's on my list. I don't really remember them. Uh, so, so to be honest, it, it might actually be be good movies. So let's hear from you, Michael. Uh, are they are they Tomb Raider movies? Are they good? I like them. I like them. They have some questionable moments in there, but like I like I like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> and at the time, like it was just like it's like yeah, she's she is Lara Croft. Like she she looks good. She's shooting things. Does it all make sense? No. Like, why is she fighting a training robot in her giant main hall area of her mansion? Like, <laughs> I thought she was a Tomb Raider. Like, <laughs> it doesn't always make sense. And then I'm forgetting. I think, no, it was the first one. Like, they're trying to connect this triangle of, like, life or whatever it was. And I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I thought it was interesting. The second one, maybe not so much. Like, Cradle of Life, I, don't, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But I thought the first Tomb Raider movie, it was a pretty decent action flick. And I I can go back and watch that movie and have a good time, but I can't go back and play the original Tomb Raider and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, to be honest, I don't really remember them. Maybe I should go back and rewatch them just to to you know uh, say that I can probably say that I that I watched them. I remember that I have, but I don't I don't really remember them. I want to see the new one as well. I remember the trailer looked pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, but I, I guess that's the new Tomb Raider game as well that they follow, right? So it's a little bit more the the new, uh, little, little little bit more. Uh, grounded, I guess, lever mm-hmm. where it's a little bit more, you know, this could be a real person and not just, uh, you know, this fantasy. Um. Uh, well, the way I look at it, it's not necessarily like the older ones with like a fantasy. I look at it as in the older ones are a more seasoned Lara Croft where like these new reboot games of the series, they follow mm. a younger Lara. Like she's yeah. not quite the Tomb Raider yet. It's more of like her journey into becoming the Tomb Raider, which I think is really cool. And the movie probably follows that aspect as well. Um, in terms of grounded, I think we're just talking about body proportions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, also, but I mean, I, I guess that's po- probably in what you're saying right there that, you know, the original, I, I remember one scene from, uh, not from the movie, but from, from the new, the rebooted game where we follow on an unseasoned, as you say, Lara Croft, mm-hmm. where she has the first kill, the first person that she kills, and it's a big deal, and the game makes a big deal out of it. And I think that's pretty cool. It makes a little bit more grounded character. It's not, yeah. you know, sometimes in the movies, you know, they're just killing people left and right and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, I, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even kill an animal, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but. Marty I mean, squished an ant the other day and he was sitting down for like three hours. And <laughs> mourning it. Uh, nobody know what I mean, right? That it's a little bit more uh, real or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I do want to talk about one that is in the negative column that. I think a lot of people put it in their negative. Like, I know you put it in negative. Um, Syl put it in her negative. Mm-hmm. Tom did not put it. Don't worry about Tom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so you and Syl put it in your negative. I don't have any feelings on this one. I'm kind of, it's kind of like an okay film to me. I don't really mm. remember too much about it. I just remember like it had Rihanna in it, but the movie is Battleship. But, you know, okay, Battleship is. 
the board game, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you, where you have like where you put your your small ships down, and you have a screen between them, and then you'd be like, I will bomb B two, and then the other one says, Nope, nothing there, or Yes, that's mm-hmm. a hit, and stuff like that, right? That's the game yeah. that it's based off. This game is freaking aliens and stuff where did that come from what's going on here it, it came no... from before <laughs> it made no freaking sense to me it's like what <laughs> so i didn't even know that battleship the movie was based off of the board game that was like, the all idea. i did was see all i did was see the name battleship and then when i found out like there were aliens i thought it was more of like a um we're trying to take pacific rim and do that yeah so I, I don't know i have to say that i think if you wikipedia if you find it on wikipedia it does say it's loosely based on the board game and i would say yes very loosely it has battleships and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about one that two people from the discord actually put in but we didn't have it on either of ours even though i mm. do like the first movie in this series yeah. both sill and tom put the resident evil movie on a positive note, I I think the f- the first one, the first few, or something like that. Those movies, mm-hmm. I, I sort of I enjoyed them, but I think it just escalated and became more and more silly towards the end of the series. Uh, and I think we we talked about this with Evil Dead, where sometimes the legacy of the franchise as a whole hmm. can interfere with opinions of individual movies within the franchise. Yeah. And I think this is definitely a case of that because I, I do think, especially the first one, that's the one that I, I think I remember the best, and that's the and that's the thing I remember it. So I think that mm-hmm. that's why it, it's on a good. It's actually on my good list. I just didn't think about it when we made this list. So I'm really happy that we managed to get some some Discord, uh, yeah. uh, uh, opinions in here as well because I would have forgot about this. But no, I really enjoyed the first movie. Um, uh, so yeah. The later ones, though? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So I never really watched all of them. So I don't really have an opinion on the franchise as a whole. I do have uh, my fiance Selena's opinion, which is pretty much not very positive, but she's a huge (laughs) fan of the games. So Mm. she does have a little bit of a personal connection there and doesn't like the way that the movies went. No. They've probably gone on a bit too long. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I'm I'm not too, I'm not super well versed in in that universe, so mm-hmm. I don't know how close they are to ex- to any of the actual game story, if at at all they are. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I just remember that the first movie uh, as a movie w- was pretty good. So, um, yeah. but I mean that that's I don't know. We haven't really talked about that. How how does do we rate them? Do we rate them also how closely they are to 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 the story, or is it just how how well do they actually represent the universe, or what is it? Um, I think that when I look at things, I look at it first and foremost: was it enjoyable, mm. and then whether or not it sticks to the main story beats can add or detract from that. So um, an example would be something like, oh, I really enjoyed this movie. And it was enhanced by the fact that it stuck with the story beats or like you in the Warcraft sense. It's like, I really enjoyed the movie, but I disliked parts of it because of the way that it altered the story Mm. that it came from. So it can work for both negative and positive there. Yeah, I guess. Um, And I don't even know. So we have, like we've mentioned, we've had some feedback through the Discord, and Frazzy was kind enough to 
comment back and give us his opinions, but I don't even know how to tackle his <laughs> video game movies here. Um, <laughs> no. I'm going to let you try to take this one because I don't know. Okay, I mean, the first, I don't know, was was there ever a Lego game in this universe? Which one? The first oh, one? The first one, yeah. Was yes, that? but there wasn't a movie based off of the Lego <laughs> game. <laughs> no, I, I guess that, I don't know. I, I think Frasley has misunderstood the question a little bit. Or maybe maybe he <laughs> thinks that games are books. I don't know. Maybe, he, he's, he's a little bit younger than the most of us. So, I mean, he grew up with video games. So maybe he just thinks that, that these... He's these... like the same age as me, I think. Oh, <laughs> then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, Frasley, Harry Potter is... Uh, it's not a, it's not a movie based on a game. It's a movie based on a book. We might do that one day. It's not today. And he really disliked <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth Thurer, which yeah. I think is, uh, what are they called? The Jumanji uh, movies, right? Jumanji in space, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, something like that. And, and I think that's also a book. I'm, I don't think that's. <laughs> Don't think that's a game. I don't remember that game. So <laughs> no, it might be. Uh, we appreciate that, that be. the <laughs> we appreciate the feedback, Bradley. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I also like the Harry Potter movies, but I've never seen this Zathora. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's switch it up. Thank you, Bradley, for that. Um, the next one is one that people in the Discord like. We like. Uh, mm-hmm. We both kind of saw it when in theaters. Um, that's the Sonic movie. Yes, a surprise I'm, enjoyment, I think. Yes, it it was really good, and as we I think said on the show before, Sonic looked good as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The the character, the model was changed after the first trailer uh, <laughs> because of a little bit of a of a, uh, a pushback um, pushback from the fans. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, it actually really enjoyed this game. This game, this movie. Uh, both, the game both. and the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I really enjoyed this. Um, the I would still really want to, because I'm not a, a huge Sonic fan. I've, I've, I know about the game. I've, I've tried it. But like one of them, I haven't played all of them and stuff like that. And, and we have one person in our network uh, that we both know that is a huge Sonic fan. He hasn't seen the movie yet, and so I don't. <gasps> so I don't know what what he would think about it, and and that's and that's one of the things that I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for him to mm-hmm. to get around to see uh, to see this movie, uh, and get his opinion about it. But my opinion about it is that I was hugely entertained, and my girlfriend was as well, who, who is basically the same. I mean, know of the character, uh, mm-hmm. haven't really played it too much. I think uh, we were both really entertained. Uh, and it was just it was a it was a good fun story. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't overly complicated. It wasn't anything big or stuff like that. But it was just it, its purpose was to entertain, and I think very much that it succeeded in it. Yes, um, I'm right there with you. I really enjoyed it, and one of the main reasons that I enjoyed it, other than the title character Sonic, of course, is uh, Sonic's nemesis, Doctor Robotnik, who was mm-hmm. played it, amazingly by Jim Carrey, and this movie is very, very '90s Jim Carrey. Yes, whenever he's on screen, it takes that vibe. Like, there's enough of the movie elsewhere that subtracts from that, so that it's not just Jim Carrey like over the top the entire time. Like, there is other elements to the movie, but for me, whenever Jim Carrey was on the screen, I was smiling, I was laughing. His mustache was ridiculous. <laughs> like, 
it was a siege so... mustache. <laughs> it was it was an extremely fun and entertaining movie and surprisingly had some some pretty somber moments in there where I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was a little bit sad there for a moment. And I'm like, I should not be feeling this in a Sonic the Hedgehog thing. <laughs> no. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was really good fun. Uh oh, oh, one one movie that I really enjoyed that I just realized now that I've watched that is uh, based on, on, on a game. Um Pikachu. Detective oh, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. Which I still have not seen. I, I really enjoyed uh, I would say it's probably in the same league as Sonic that I mm-hmm. don't know about the game too much. I don't know how much it follows anything that's that's in the, if if at all. Uh but no it, probably it was, not at all. <laughs> probably not at all. But it was really entertaining. Uh and and you know, uh Ryan Reynolds is just amazing. <laughs> uh so no, really, really enjoyed that movie as well. I just realized that now that we talked about Sonic and um feel good moments and stuff like that. Yeah. Another movie that I enjoyed that's not on either of these lists are um, I enjoyed the first Silent Hill movie. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. I did not like the second one so much. I might have to revisit it. Um, I may have been a little bit judgmental there, but I do need to go back and revisit. But I like the Silent Hill movie. I remember watching it and we're like, I have no clue what I just watched, but it was so visually amazing. I watched something visually amazing. I think that's what my opinion was as well, was yeah. that both of them were visually amazing, but I wasn't invested I, in the story. Like, I, I didn't know what was going on. I cannot tell you what it's about at all. I, I don't remember that part. I just remember that it was visually amazing, and I was, like, blown away by that alone. So, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. All right. I want to go on to uh, the final movie that we have in the list. I think we've gone over all the negatives, and we're going to finish up on a positive. Okay. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh. really enjoyed the Mortal Kombat movie. Um, <laughs> it's cheesy, it's ridiculous, and it's awesome. Like, I was looking at it, and I think that the actual, like, the physical combat portions of the movie, in terms of, like, like their hand-to-hand combat, is actually really good, and it still stands up. Mm. Like, I watched it not too long ago, and I was like, wow, like, this part looks good the cgi not so much it, it um, is it is around the matrix era isn't it if i remember correctly so it is around yes. the time where special effects are starting to come a big uh, uh, well uh, uh, cgi effects are starting to come up become a thing it's not quite there yet in all the cases um well this is even before that because mortal kombat's 1995 oh so it's four four years before that but it is around that time where, where cgi started uh, was beginning to become a big thing, but uh, it hadn't hadn't become photorealistic as it mm-hmm. is today. And a special shout out goes to the guy who played uh, Shang Tsung, which is Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. I apologize if I said that wrong, uh, but he just like embodies Shang Tsung, and it was like I don't know. The movie is it's it's cheesy. In the best way, but, I loved it. But it, I, I feel like it, it it works in the Mortal Kombat universe, doesn't it? Yeah, um, the second one, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, not so great, not so great. I don't think I've seen that, so uh, you could you could probably keep it that way. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that 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 brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. 
I, I, I All right, it, well. I think it does. So you, you who are listen, listening, Jindan, anyone else, everyone, you're all welcome to message us. Uh, we would love to, to know what, what your favorite or least favorite movie movie based on a game is. Freshly, That's right. Freshly is also welcome to revise his list. Resubmit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so once again, thank you, Jinden, for the email. We always love hearing from people in the community. Um, let us know if we're doing a good or a bad job. Either way, we're our ears are open, and we're here to let you hopefully have a good time. So let us know what you're playing. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you enjoy doing. Uh, you can do so by checking out our website, twonerdsmaybemore.com, or you can email us at twonerdsmaybemore at gmail.com. Or you can find us over on Twitter, which is two nerds, maybe more with the number two rather than the spelling. Other than that, I got nothing left. Marty, what do you got going on? Anything or that it? I mean, there's still the political issue left that we can talk about. All right. So on that note, we will catch you all in the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. And for Marty and myself, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.